Bugs, 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 bugs. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kayla. And today is a book club discussion on To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Not just the first one, but the second and the third. P.S. I Still Love You and Always and Forever, Lara Jean. Now, here's the great thing about these books. They also have been made into movies. It's such a bonus. I I love the movie. I actually watched the first movie before I read any of the books. And then I knew that P.S. I Still Love You was coming out. And I was like, all right, I gotta read all of them as quickly as possible to make sure that I'm in a good headspace to watch the second one. So yeah, Lindsay, what were your thoughts? Yeah, well, I listened to the first book on audio. Oh God, when it first came out. So whenever that was 2014, the other books hadn't come out yet. And so I was like, oh God, cliffhanger. But then, you know, you kind of forget about it as life goes on. I eventually l- listened to and read the the second and the third book after the movie came out. So I saw that the movie had come out on Netflix and I was like, hey, I think I've read this book. And I was like, oh my God, I've read this book. I know exactly what happens and I <laughs> love it. I am here for it. So yeah, I'm I'm absolutely obsessed. It is my, they're my guilty pleasure. Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. I uh, really didn't know what to expect. So when I first watched the movie, I don't know. It was just, it was instant love. And I think I bought the book and then I didn't read it for the longest time. And then I think it was around the time I was like, all right, like it's on. They're, They're making a sequel. I have to finish them all. They're just so well done. And I think in this episode, we want to discuss how they did on the movies because Lindsay, I mean, I don't mean to speak for both of us, but like, they killed it. Oh, like, they totally on the casting. Did. They killed it on the casting. I, I swear, everything that I think they took out in the book, I think it didn't take away from the movie. I, I think that they did an amazing job. P.S. I Still Love You, I think is a different story, but we'll get to that. I, well, I was going to say about the casting, there's only one other book to movie series that I was like they killed the casting I was I was not upset about a single person casted I was like everybody is completely perfect and that Twilight? was like no <laughs> <laughs> no I actually have issues with Twilight no the Hunger Games when I heard about the casting for the Hunger Games I was like oh my god perfect and then I didn't really think too much about to all the boys because I it had been a while since I had read it. So then I watched the movie sure. and I was like, I'm going to read it again. And oh my God, I was like, they literally, every single person was just so perfect. I loved Kitty. Oh my God. She annoyed the she, crap out of me, but she annoyed me in the books too. So she was perfect. Right. She was yeah. perfect. I love, I just, she was just the perfect little sister. Yes, the she was. The perfect little sister, which you don't understand because you are the little sister. I am the little but sister. <laughs> I am Kitty. You are Kitty. But, but I have, I have the little sister and Kitty was perfect. Why is it always that Kitty is the annoying little sister? Can we talk about, uh, to all the boys I've loved before, Pride and Prejudice? Pride like, and prejudice. why, why is this a common thread? It's because they named the child Catherine and who, who's going by Catherine 
when you're a little kid. Or Kathy. Who's going to do it? Or no. Kathy. No one. Yeah, there's no there's no such thing as a little kid named Kath, Catherine. So then they call him Kitty. So then there you go. But yeah, so the dad, I think he was perfection. So well Ex- done, yeah. Exactly <laughs> what I wanted in the dad. Totally. He's just like, he was just kind and thoughtful and very funny. Funny, funny, yeah. And a little bit oblivious, too, at times. But no, yeah, he was good. It was such a good story. Uh, To those who just need a refresher on it, to all the boys I've loved before, main character is named Lara Jean Covey. Song Covey, sorry. Lara Jean Song Covey. She has written five intense love letters throughout her life to some boys who she has loved at some point, one of them being her sister's boyfriend he's not just the sister's boyfriend he's the neighbor who laura jean had a crush on before he got with her sister so bingo sorry i right. as much as it's gross and weird and you're like no laura jean your sister's dating him she loved him before margo did absolutely she gets a pass she totally he's totally justified in loving josh so and honestly okay and i honestly honestly Margot should have asked her at some point, is it cool if I date him? Because they were friends. They were best friends. They were like, they were best friends. Margot should have asked him, should have asked her sister, is it cool with you? But instead, no, they just started dating randomly. And I was like, what kind of a friend's that? Who's like, not even going to tell you that he's into your sister. Or like, and what kind of a sister is that? Who's not going to tell you she's into your friend? I'm sorry. Well, and especially, especially because their relationship, Margot and Lara Jean, and even Kitty, as sisters, they're so close. So close. They are so close. And so how does something like this not get talked about? Exactly. No, it doesn't. It it, it gets talked about. It has to. It just, it's, it's very out of character. At some point, all the letters get sent out to all of the recipients. She- addressed the letters mm-hmm. and stamps on them as if she was actually going to send them when she had no intention of doing. But that's just a recipe for disaster. When you have a little sister, why would you even bother addressing and putting a stamp on them? Just write the damn letter, put it away. Don't even put it in an envelope. If you don't want anyone to read it, why would you address it? Well, also, I think Margot actually addresses that in the movie. I, I'm not quite sure if she addresses it in the book, but I know she definitely addresses it in the movie. And she says, if you didn't want them sent, why did you address them? In the movie, she says, well, it's not like I put stamps on them. And so, uh, and then she's basically telling her, like, I think you knew you needed some adventure and you needed, like, a change. That, I will say, was kind of just... So funny. maybe maybe <laughs> Kitty put stamps on them. Maybe. Maybe, maybe she didn't. But either way, either way, you still put the... Uh, the accurate address mm-hmm. on that letter. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. silly to me. But Not you, um, Kenny from camp, but everyone else. Yeah, that's accurate. True. That's true. Yeah, yeah Ken- Kenny from camp, I guess it went to his cabin at camp from when they were like in middle school. So and how cute, how cute is that though? Like how, how innocent is that? That's such an innocent thought. I'll send it to camp. He'll definitely get it. <laughs> no, that's not how it works, honey. No, that's not how it works. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
freaking love that one. So all the letters get out. Josh finds out that she loved him. I I know that there's a difference in the movie because in the movie, she kind of avoids Josh until she can't avoid him any longer. But in the book, I think that they do interface at some point and they discuss the letter a little bit. But then Lara Jean, to get him off her back, she starts fake dating the school's jock. Who also received a letter. Mm -hmm. He received a letter. Peter Kavinsky. Peter Kavinsky. (laughs) PK. We heart PK. (laughs) He's the best. First off, the casting of Peter. Perfect. 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 And everything, it's so funny, everything I've seen him in, well, I haven't watched, but I see him in trailers. He's in a lot of Netflix shows and movies now. Every time I see, like, a trailer with him, I'm like, you are so... Peter Kavinsky. I can't even separate the actor from the character at this point because he just, he exudes everything that Peter is. Absolutely. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's he's hilarious. He has this, you can tell he's a jock, but then he also has this goofy grin and stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, like this. You can tell why the whole school loves him is because he just, he looks like a nice guy. So yeah, she starts fake dating him and because he wants to make his ex-girlfriend jealous. Classic plot line right there. It's happened in every movie, but I just don't know how this movie just does it better. But he starts fake dating her to get back at his ex-girlfriend who was at one point best friends with Lara Jean. That girl who plays Jen has the meanest face of my life. Like she just has a great just resting resting bitch face yeah like rbf but then peter kvinsky starts to fall in love with lara jean and lara jean starts to fall in love with peter and i just want the like the whole time i'm just like can someone just tell the other person how they feel like i'm not asking for much i'm not asking for a lot but i'm asking for love can you please just show love there was already love on Lara Jean's side because she wrote that letter and she was in love with him from, you know, sixth grade or whatever when they played spin the bottle. I I think it is a little weird that she was so apprehensive about it because she was in love with him at, at some point. But I guess Josh kind of was taking over her it was clouding her mind. Think, yeah, she was trying so hard to get Josh out of her mind that I think she didn't see Peter Kavinsky kind of sneaking into her heart. And I think it, something I really loved about their relationship was they had a shared trauma. And we've talked about this before. Like shared trauma really brings people together. So it's like she had she lost her mom at a young age. Our sweet Peter Kavinsky, his dad walked out on him and his family. They had this shared trauma of like I lost someone close to me and Peter even you know he's he's upset about the fact that his dad left and he's like you know maybe it would have been better if he had died or something along those lines and she says you know you don't mean that you you can you can be mad at someone and still miss them and I think that's just such a sweet a sweet moment between the two of them I think that was the first moment where it was like ooh, she's got it there's there's something happening here there is something happening here and which brings me to the ski lodge. Yes. I mean, this is the this is the climax of the movie, the book, the story. So first off, I think it's funny anyway that a high school allows all of these all of these high schoolers to go and room with each other 
at you know the they're gonna lose their virginity like yeah what are like you doing? this is this is where people are getting it on because they're not at home and i think it's funny because to go back to one of the other boys who received a letter lucas, lucas he re- so he received a letter he's gay and so she was like, oh, she didn't even know. But she had a crush on him from, like, the middle school dance or something. That's, like, when she wrote the letter. And so he's gay. And so he ends up rooming with her at the ski lodge. And even though he's gay, I, I don't know what school or what parent is Would still allow that, right? Yeah, it's still okay for a teenage girl and a teenage boy to room together. But I will say this. I don't know if he was exactly rooming with her or if she was rooming with Chris and he just went in there to do Korean face masks. But to my point, this is what happens when you send high schoolers to a ski lodge together and they all have their own rooms. Who's chaperoning? Who is watching that a boy just walked into a girl's room and they're in robes doing face masks? It, well, you know who's chaperoning? It's the same guy that threw condoms at them. Like You remember the guy on the ski lodge? He did that. This guy's so stupid. But yeah, yeah, no, you're right. They're not paying attention. Yeah, no, not at all. So, which leads us to... Hot tub. Hot tub scene. So basically, in this hot tub scene, we see Lara Jean walk out to the hot tub and she finds Peter Kavinsky waiting for her. I'm doing air quotes right now because we're going to discuss this in the next book and we're going to mess it up for you guys in the second book. But she walks out there. She sees her sweet PK. She goes. She talks to him. They make out. They Because they realize that they actually love each other. So... That is their first moment of being a real legitimate couple. And then when they go and they get on the bus and they're going home, she's on cloud nine. Okay, so two different things happen. In the movie, something different happens than in the book. So we're going to talk about the book, discuss the difference. Someone leaks video of Lara Jean and Peter Kavinsky making out in the hot tub. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they're doing it, but... You can't really tell that it's Laura Jean. You know, it's it's from behind, so you know it's Peter Kavinsky. You assume it's Laura Jean based on how the girl looks with her hair and whatever. Yeah. And she's in a nightgown, that, and she got into the hot tub in the nightgown. And, and so there's video of this. Yes. And also, on the way home, a rumor has been spread throughout the yes. bus that... Lara Jean did it with Peter in, in right. the hot tub. That rumor has been spread throughout the bus. And so now everyone's like looking at Lara Jean like, damn, Lara Jean, damn. But it's And like, no yeah. one, Pe- so no one really does that with Peter. But no. Peter doesn't deny it either. Mm. He doesn't say no, absolutely not. He just kind of goes with it and allows everybody to believe that. And then also like, like when she comes back to school... And I think maybe she sees some pictures of herself, like, on computers and stuff like that. And it's basically, like, calling her out, saying, like, slut-shaming her, essentially. She's like, dude, it's Jen, it's Jen, it's Jen, it's Jen. He's like, no, it's not. And I think that's essentially, that is eventually what breaks the two of them, right? Peter... Not that he can't get over Jen, but he keeps allowing Jen to be in his life in different ways. So it's not that he's actively pursuing her. It's that she won't let up and he is allowing her. So it's like she, Jen is initiating all these. I don't, I never believed that Peter was the one initiating these conversations. I think it was always Jen, but Peter didn't 
ever stop her. Yeah. And so then eventually it comes to this point where Lara Jean has to like let go of Peter. There is a a very dramatic uh, thing that happens at the family's Christmas party, which is Margot sees. Uh, yeah. Lara Jean and him kiss. She sees Lara Jean and Josh, her ex-boyfriend at, the t- at this moment, she sees them kiss or she hears that they kissed or something. And then it's like, oh, I think that's the moment where it's like Lara Jean's like at her lowest because yeah. like she's just broken up with Peter. She's just like all of a sudden her sister is like, what are you doing? Like you're encroaching on my territory. She's at her lowest at that moment. Oh, so yeah. Sad. Which to go back to Margot, she broke up with Josh before mm-hmm. she went to school in Scotland. Yeah. And so, of course, Josh was heartbroken. And then he wants to find comfort by still being part of the Covey family mm-hmm. and, you know, being a part of Lara Jean's life. And so I don't think Margot, Margot was, is the big sister who's annoying. And I know that I am too because I'm the big sister. <laughs> and I feel like she's not thinking about Mm-mm. the big picture. She's very like, Josh was mine. No mm-hmm. one gets to hang out with him anymore. We've broken yep. up. I went to school, et cetera, et cetera. And then doesn't think about anything else. No, it's, I think she's very selfish, to be honest. I, I'm not a fan of Margot in any way, shape, or form. I think she's nope. so selfish. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't care about how it was going to ruin their relationship with, with Josh. And yeah, in the end, it is, it's like, what the hell? Like, come on, Margot. Like, you can't, you can't tell us that we can't be friends with him. Especially because he was such a big part of their life before they started dating. And so it's like, just because you stopped dating doesn't mean that he doesn't still get to be a part of Laura Jean and Kitty's life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's very troubling. But in the end, Laura Jean realizes that she's in love with Peter, that she's truly in love with him and that she needs to give him another chance. I thought that this was really well done in the movie where is it after the credits or whatever? John uh-huh. Amber McLaren, boy oh, yes. number five, is knocking at her door. They change the actor to a completely mm-hmm. different person. I'm like, okay, this movie is on Netflix. Can someone not just like fix that? It's not like anyone has a DVD. It's on Netflix. To everyone who saw that little tidbit at the end of To All the Boys I've Loved Before and you did not know what the heck it meant, we are here to tell you. So at the end of it, uh, John Ambrose McLaren is at her door with flowers and the letter and Kitty yells, Laura Jean! And it's because the second book is all about a love triangle, which we love. A good love triangle. A good love triangle is what we're here for, people. So the second book picks up where the first book left off. She goes to Korean New Year with her family. They talk about how lonely her dad is, just sad. And then she goes to Peter's house and she gives him the letter that she wrote, but she tells him it. And she basically tells him how in love with him she is and she misses him and how they should be together. That's how the second book begins. And so basically what we're looking at is, yeah, they just shuffle the cards a little bit with these movies. They just shuffle them a little bit, which I think they did just a perfect job in terms of the movies. And so basically what ends up happening in P.S. I Still Love You, she makes up with Peter. They're in love again. It's time for her to be a real girlfriend. This is something she's never been before. 
So a, a big part of the book, as well as in the movie, is that their school is having them volunteer. So Lara Jean wants to go volunteer at Bellevue, which is where her sister Margot volunteered. And so we see her going to Bellevue and volunteering. In the movie, John Ambrose McLaren is volunteering at Bellevue. But, <laughs> but in the book, we are introduced to our absolutely favorite character, Stormy. Yes. She's so perfect. In the movie, she is played by the professor in Legally Blonde. You're gonna let one stupid prick ruin your life, then you're not the girl I thought you were, Elwood. She is Stormy, and she is absolutely perfect as Stormy. I just absolutely, it was She's amazing. She's so good. Basically, in the book, Stormy is there, kind of like talking Lara Jean through some things, and, and through life at Bellevue, and then Lara Jean comes to find out that John Ambrose McLaren is Stormy's grandson. that they did a good job with that because it gave him more reason to be there all the time all the time that's true because yeah. let's be honest who is really hanging out with their grandparents yeah especially at an old folks home like uh, it's not a thing no. so yeah unfortunately and so it's like so i think they did a really good job with that with changing that bit but i think that it was very well done in the book because in the book it didn't feel like he was always there Right. But it felt like he was there at the important times. And, and he was he, there because of Laura Jean, too. Like he was, of coming, Laura Jean. he was coming back because she was there. So mm-hmm. yeah. he had a crush on her. Mm-hmm. And and he did receive her letter. He read it. He received it. He actually did send a response at the beginning of the book. And so she and him start to spend a little more time together. And then they talk about when they were kids and when they were in this cute little tree house and how they put together a, what's that thing called? A time capsule? A time yes. capsule, right? A time capsule, yeah. So they buried the time capsule. And so they think it's a really good idea to dig it up with all the same people who buried it. So when they all show up there, uh, she has forgotten to tell John Ambrose that her and Peter are actually dating. They are actually dating and she has completely forgotten to tell John Ambrose that. I think it's not necessarily that she forgot. Uh, She omitted it. Yes. She was not lying, but she was not being entirely truthful. You know, it didn't come up in conversation, so I just didn't say anything. Yeah, exactly. Which in the movie, it totally came up in conversation. She could have said something, but she just didn't. So it's kind of a shock for Peter that that... John Ambrose doesn't know that the two of them are dating. But one shock that happens in that scene is all of a sudden Jen shows up to the thing that she was not invited to. She was one of the original kids. And Peter Kavinsky invited Peter. her. And so while they're there doing the time capsule and taking care of the time capsule, they start talking about a game that they used to play when they were younger, which was Mafia. And so it's like a version of tag, basically. Right. So Large means like, all right, I'm going to do this. So actually her and Chris, they don't hang out that much during the book because at one point it's like, I can't be near any of you guys because I don't want to tag because I don't want you to tag me. And so anyway, so she and John Ambrose become closer. They start they start hanging out more and stuff like that. But now that John Ambrose knows that Peter is her boyfriend, he has backed off. He's not like trying to come at her anymore. He's being pretty respectful. He even offers to drive her to one of Peter's games. And Lara Jean's super excited. She's like, I'm going to dress all nice and cute and I'm going to show up and I'm going to cheer on my man. And then come to find out he did not show up for the game. Yep. Because he was with Jen. 
Jen just needs to go home and stay there. So Lara Jean finds this out. She goes, she confronts him. He won't give her a straight answer. He's just like, look, like Jen's going through some things and I'm her friend. And Lara Jean's just like, I can't become, I'm just always second to Jen and I can't do that anymore. Totally not fair. And I don't think Peter was smart about this. It's totally not fair because maybe when they were fake dating even then though that's an issue because people thought they they were real dating yeah but so it looks bad to laura jean laura jean because she she let her boyfriend talk to his ex-girlfriend in that way exactly exactly and so it's like peter was not the smartest at all in allowing his actions to continue like that. i just ugh. no i agree i wholeheartedly yeah, I mean, I agree with that because it's like when he was fake dating, uh, when he was fake dating Lara Jean, you know, he was still talking to Jen. Everyone saw that he and knew that he was still talking to Jen. Like, come on, you know, like everyone's going to be like, oh, I guess it's not that serious between him and Lara Jean. Like, that's the vibe he gave off, basically. Exactly. Exactly. Which is not fair to her at all. So not at all. As much as we love Peter Kavinsky, he yeah. did have his issues. And I understand that John Ambrose was probably the better choice for her. I just don't see it. You know what I mean? Like, there was just something about her and Peter together, even with these issues and, I guess, red flags, that just made more sense to me always. Mm -hmm. I was never team John Ambrose. I was always like, go away. She's meant to be with Peter Kavinsky. Leave us alone. Bye. Well, it's, it's not true. it's not opposites attract. Like you think it's opposites attract, but it's actually birds it's of a not. feather flock together. And so theoretically, her and John Ambrose would have been the better choice. But the truth is, I think there's also that's this is where there's something to be said about that shared trauma because she and Peter did they were birds of a feather. They did have something that they shared. So I I think I guess it's like which one's stronger? You know, the personalities are more similar or or their experiences are more similar. Right. And Um, I would say that the experiences are that's a better relationship to have because you have walked through life, not necessarily together, but on similar paths to that led you to where you are. So absolutely. Yeah, no, totally true. So basically, what ends up happening is she does get out Peter, she tags him out. It turns out he was supposed to tag Jen. So it's like he'd been hanging out with Jen this entire time, never tagged her. Like that's also telling. Thanks a lot. So then what she ends up doing is she starts following Jen around. She's trying to find the perfect time to strike so she can tag her. And so at the same time, Lara Jean is putting on like the USO dance, which in the movie, it's called the Starball. Her and John Ambrose put the whole USO dance together. Everything's really cool. Stormy's there. Like life's good. And then they end up kissing, right? Like yeah. she kisses him and then that like immediately realizes, no, it's not John Ambrose. In the book, she like thinks she she is like, uh, you know, like it's so recent with Peter like or something like that. But like they keep hanging out. And even I think when they're leaving the USO dance, they leave together. In the movie, she kisses John Ambrose and it's immediately like, no, I'm sorry, Peter. And she goes outside, sees Peter. But they actually leave the USO dance together. And as they're leaving the USO dance, they run into Peter and Jen. Right. And she's like, ah, don't tag me. And she runs away. And she gets in the car with Johnny Ambrose. And I think it leaves a sour taste in Peter's mouth because he's like, that's my girlfriend. But then the thing that I loved 
in P.S. I Still Love You in the book, Peter did take the necklace back from Lara Jean. So he he gave a necklace to Lara Jean on Valentine's Day. And then when they break up, he does take it back. And this was the scene that I just absolutely adore. It just, it was everything my heart needed in the book. <laughs> was on, I think it's on Lara Jean's birthday. I think that's what it is. She goes up to John Ambrose because he he's actually picking her up from school. And he's like, I have a present for you. And he gives her the wrapped up snow globe. And it's it's depicting like two people playing in snow, which she and him played in the snow. And then Peter runs up and he's like, hey, Lara Jean, I have something for you. And he tells her, he gives her the necklace and he's like, when we get back together, I'm putting that necklace back on your neck. And then she and John Ambrose get in the car, drive off. And that's the moment John Ambrose is like, I never had a chance, did I? And she's like, I'm sorry, but it's always Peter. I wish that they would have kept that scene because that was such a moving scene. But they ended up like blending the two scenes. And I was like, okay, that's fine, I guess. But just my heart. Lindsay, do you want to touch on her relationship with Jen also in the movie and in the book as well? Yeah, well, it in both, it's very rocky, but they did grow up together. Mm-hmm. And so she, Jen is, is just the mean girl of mm-hmm. school. And in the book, it is very, 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 very clear that Jen is the one who leaked the not sex tape. It's a very rocky relationship that I don't think it never gets to where it was before. Because what ends up happening is she like she like follows Jen because of the game of mafia. And she sees that Jen's dad is actually cheating or something. He's like cheating on her on her mom. And so I think at that moment, she's like, Oh, when Peter was saying she's going through something, she kind of feels bad at that moment. She understands a little bit. I still don't think it's right. And I'm going to stand by this that I still don't think it's right of Peter to have been defending Jen and helping her through that. Mm -mm. But from Laura Jean's perspective, it is understandable because he had gone through it himself. Yeah. And so it's it doesn't justify it, but it does make you say like, okay, I get it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You just feel so, I feel so bad for her because it's like, I wouldn't want my boyfriend doing that. But at the same time, like if he was honest with me and was like, look, yeah, it has to do with her parents. Like, I can't tell you too much, but like, this is what's going on. She just needs my, she just needs me right now. That would have been better. Totally. Because then Laura Jean is not just sitting there in the dark thinking that her boyfriend is kind of being a dick and maybe messing around behind her back. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, got it. I feel so much in that scene. I just, but, but then uh, Laura Jean discusses the idea of, I want to say it's called young or jung or something, but like, I think it's young, but. Oh, Yes. Concept of you and a different person, you guys have somehow come together at some point in your life. So you really, you can't not be together anymore. Like there's always a part of your soul that's going to be touching on that person. Like I can't be mad at Peter and Jen for having it because me and Jen have it too. That's beautiful. just so she's just so nice so good she's so good and like yeah. can i just say like lana condor is so cute <laughs> she's so cute. She so cute and she does such an amazing job like she's so innocent really and pure does. yeah wow and that's what makes the character of lara jean so great is because she is so innocent naive pure just very she's just she's just a teenage girl, you know, and she's yes. going through all of this for the first time. And it's very, very, very relatable. 
Except oh, for the fact that she has multiple four. boys after her because that's never happened. Uh, girl, never happened in my life. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And yeah. you, I couldn't have said it better myself. But book three, which we have a lot of high hopes for the movie version of book three. Lots of stuff happens in book three that I think really make the story come together. And it's a very good ending, in my opinion. I thought I really liked how yes. it all ended. But essentially, they are going to college and they are applying to colleges and it's a big time for them and Peter gets into UWC UVA, UVA? yep Wait. University of Virginia god why are there so many letters I know uh, yeah <laughs> so, he, so Peter Kaminsky gets into UVA on a lacrosse scholarship Laura Dean also applies to UVA with the hopes of getting in. She gets denied. She does not get accepted into UVA. And so then she wants to go to... Uh, University of North Carolina. North Carolina. Yep. She would like to go to William and Mary and then transfer to Mm -hmm. UVA. And so she was going to put in a year and then make the transfer so that she could be with Peter. Then she finds out that she's been accepted to the University of North Carolina. And that's where she ends up wanting to go. Her and Chris take a road trip to North Carolina. And Mm -hmm. she's kind of like, actually, I might want to come here, even though it's a lot. Is it further than William and Mary? Much further, yeah. Further. And so her and Peter, their relationship might not work out because of it. And But she's like, I want to do what I want to do, which then spurs Peter to apply and then my heart he wants to give up his scholarship to go to another school Mm -hmm. and then his mom in a kind of bitchy move i always hate when parents do this she goes up to Lara jean and she says you need to back off you need to break up with peter because you are ruining his future and his dreams and you're basically ruining it wow thanks mom fucking rude (laughs) she's a real a-hole for that one i liked her in the first movie exactly i liked her leading up to it and then i was like are you serious she never liked lara jean after she broke up with peter yeah like who cares who cares what the parents think no one cares exactly right (laughs) but remember the way that lara jean how everything culminates is she ends up going to the beach party so there's like a senior beach party yes their high school is just having a grand old time doing all these fun things. They rent massive beach houses on the beach. Mm-hmm. And they're there for like the weekend. No parents. And like Laura Jean and Peter at this point have been having just a few issues. So I think she goes thinking, okay, this might be the night where I have sex with Peter. And like Peter's just kind of being a douchebag to her. Like for real, he's not my favorite person in this in this book. He's making her feel bad and it's like, you know, she here's the thing. Yeah, it sucks like that she wants to go to a school that's a bit further, but she was going to base everything around going to UVA and and now she's not. So beca- because she didn't get in, which is which even Peter says that's not fair because she worked harder on her grades than he ever worked. You go in on a scholarship and that's what happened. And so uh, instead of really wanting what was best for her, I think he kind of took a detour. (laughs) So that night she really tries to come on to Peter. And I think, I don't know, did I forget, did she let it slip? That's why she's wanting to do this or? I I think so. Or he gets that vibe. (laughs) Okay. 
And so he's basically like, no, 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 no. Let's not do this right now. Mm -hmm. Which, how bad does that have to suck to be snubbed by your boyfriend during that? (laughs) Like, like. And to be like, that this is such a big moment for her. She's about to, she wants to lose her virginity to him. And he's like, no. Honestly, I would have bawled my eyes out. But so that right there, it's after that trip that she actually sees Peter's mom and Peter's mom tells her Peter has applied to UNC because he wants to go be with you which I think that's like the cutest thing honestly because I feel like this whole time Lara Jean has just been trying to keep up with Peter it was never about Peter she followed Peter it wasn't about Peter following her or like making adjustments for her like it just it never it was never like that it was finally like peter realizing like i'm gonna lose her unless i do what i need to do so i Mm -hmm. think that was very very important oh for sure yeah and so i thought that was very sweet but lara jean does have that moment of i should be letting him go I I can't let him lose this. And also, uh, one thing that we did forget to touch on is happening while this is happening. In the second book, also second movie, their dad starts dating their neighbor. And in the third one, they he decides to propose to her. And Margot is not okay with this. At she all. does not like it. And so when it comes time to meet Trina, Margot comes and she brings her boyfriend, Ravi. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and she's like, Dad, Ravi and I are going to sleep in the same bed together. Dad, we've done it before. And I'm like, shut up, Margot. He doesn't need to know that. Like, stop trying to assert yourself. It's also just like, again, rude to be so sassy. You went off to school at, in Scotland. Fine. What the fuck ever. But like, don't come home and be that person who is suddenly like, oh, I'm an extra adult because I don't even live near you guys. You know, like it's, yes. it's one thing to just go to go away to college in the States and come home every other weekend or whatever. But like, she was gone. She was gone, gone. She was coming home for holidays and that's it. To come home and be very demanding i just thought was really rude absolutely not and so she's really like her and trina are fighting this whole time crap's going down and so anyways that all happens let's go back to lara jean lara jean's like trying to decide what she should do with in regards to peter because now she has this new information that peter never told her and then she goes to (laughs) she goes to trina's bachelorette party (laughs) wild night out with the ladies Trina's like, just have a drink. It's fine. Just have one. Take the edge off, Lara Jean. Lara Jean's a baby, by the way. Like, she should not be yeah. drinking. And then uh, people keep giving her drinks. I think I think that it's one of those things where it's like, they didn't realize everyone was giving her drinks. And so she started just downing them. And then it was like, all of a sudden, she's drunk. It's like a big old freak out. Like, everyone's freaking out because it's like, ooh, we just got a minor drunk. And, like, the dad comes and the dad's, like, really upset with Trina because he's like, you got my daughter drunk? And that's, like, a really nice moment because Margot actually sticks up for Trina. Yeah. Like, she's like, dad, it wasn't her fault. It was mine too. Like, really sticks up for her. And I think that's the moment where the dad's like, all right, like, I'm going to let this slide a little more because this is a nice moment. And he knows that there's been a lot of tension between the two of them. But then also, Lara Jean, that's the moment she breaks up with Peter because Peter comes 
to like be with her and he's like oh you're drunk haha and she's like i think we should break up peter perfect impersonation (laughs) of a drunk person thank you (laughs) been working really hard so yeah so she tells him she thinks they need to break up she kind of gives him the the lowdown of the fact that his mom talked to her he gets upset about that too that his his mom spoke to her so yeah but he's also mad at Lara Jean because he's like why didn't you talk to me you guys Anyone listening, if you have an issue with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your spouse, you have to be honest with them. Just communication is literally key. It's so true that, like, if you don't talk about it, nothing's ever going to happen. Fine. Throw his mom under the bus. Like, for real. She did it to herself. And I think it's that night where she she kind of realizes, like, I made a mistake. I really want to be with Peter. Holy crap. The next day is the wedding. And she doesn't know if she doesn't know if Peter's going to show up like he was planning on showing up. He was at her dad's bachelor party. And so it's a question of will he show up? It's a really tender moment. I think you kind of hanging by a string because you're like, she's grown up so much during this that even if Peter doesn't show up, I think she'll be fine. Yeah, you know that Laura Jean, as a person, she has reached her level of growth and development by this point, that she's mm-hmm. been through a lot and she kind of understands now. Yeah, you know that even if he doesn't show up, it's going to be okay for her. Like, it's all going to be okay and it's going to work out. But you still have hope, which, uh, spoiler alert, he shows up. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, one thing that we did not mention also, I forgot, is that her dad did surprise the girls with a trip to South Korea yep. to visit her family. And so it was like, oh, you're going to be gone all summer. You know, they kind of had these plans of like spending all summer together, especially since they're going to be going to two different colleges. And now it's like, well, now we're not even going to get to spend the summer together. When he shows up at the wedding, it's the sigh of relief, right? Where you're like, oh, everything's okay. And so then the next scene is kind of like the epilogue where they're driving together and everything's okay. And I I just, I loved that. I loved that. It was just such a sweet moment between the two of them. I definitely like how it ended because it wasn't a complete, oh, they live happily ever after. They're going to college and it might not work out, but they're going off. They've kind of completed their journey together and they're going to keep going and see where it takes them. And I could totally see Jenny Han writing another book, you know, 10 years in the future about what college was like for Lara Jean and Peter. I would love that kind of the the overarching, you know, this is what happened and now this is what they're doing after college and, you know, mm-hmm. blah, 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 X, Y, Z. If I were being totally honest, I would think that they would have at least broken up one more time. Maybe during college and then once they graduated from college, maybe they would get back together. That's, that's what would happen. Um, yeah. And it would be that, like, any guy that she dated just never lived up to... Peter Kavinsky. And I mean, even uh, John Ambrose McLaren, in in all that he was, he was so kind and so sweet and so good to her. And so perfect for her, but he still wasn't right for her. Wasn't Peter Kavinsky. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't. And so it's like, yeah, it's such a a great book series, all of them. I would. I have to say, I think P.S. I Still Love You was probably my favorite. Always and Forever was probably my least favorite, but just because it was, I was so stressed out. My favorite is definitely the first one. Not that I think they got worse, but just nothing lives up to the plot of the first one to me. Oh, for the sure. Plot yeah. is so original, so good, so it's just such a good chick flick 
book. So classic. I just, I love it. I've watched the movie like 10 times. It's unhealthy. So, but it's so good. So I I can repeat back all the words. I'm sitting there like, I'm just, they're just coming out of my mouth. Like it's natural. It's such a guilty pleasure watch. Like I want to watch it just to have it like on in the background and be like, oh, look at what's happening. You know, like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just that movie. So. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we recommend these books, clearly. Clearly, I hope you guys I hope you guys read these books. And if you didn't read these books, I really hope you give them a chance. Yeah. They're so good. And like watch the movies. The movies are great in in and of themselves. They're good, but you know, they always say the book is always better. The books just add so much to the characters and to the plot that the movies don't get to touch on, which makes sense because they're movies. I think it would have been a great TV series, like a mini series for each book. I think oh. that would have been great. Just to get all, right. all the details of like, you know, they didn't really touch on her mom passing away and how Laura Jean considered herself a song girl because that was her mom's maiden name. And yeah. so they were the song girls. They weren't, even though their last name was Covey, they they were the song girls and they considered mm-hmm. themselves their mother's daughters. They didn't really touch on that in the movies at all. And that was just one thing that makes you really appreciate the bond they have as sisters and how devastating it was to lose their mother. So I just really, the books do a really good job of that. There's other things too, not just that, but overall, just read the books. I will mention, I think in the, in PS, I still love you. When Lara Jean first meets Stormy, Stormy says, well, that's a song Covey. If yeah. I, if I ever saw one. So yeah. that's the only time they do mention the songs. It's just annoying because it was such a big part of the book that they, that Lara Jean thought of herself that way. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's character. That's who that character is. And that that's part of her identity. And to just, not include that I thought was kind of sad so yeah agreed but really good books really good movies go watch the movies go listen to the books go read the books do something I mean these these aren't these aren't stories that should remain untouched they should definitely be touched in some way read the book or watch the movies you will not be disappointed I literally I recommend the movie and the book to everybody Everybody, Me too. have you watched it yet? Have you read it yet? Like, I recommend it to everybody. So, if I'm in the presence of someone who hasn't watched it, I go, mm, We should put something on. I'm just gonna go ahead and put on PS I Still Love You. Yeah, you know, like that kind of thing. Or, or like, yeah. Oh, to all the boys I've loved before, click. I mean, just do that. Like, I'm a pushy person. That's what I do. I'm gonna force you to watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna force you to watch it. It's fine. No big deal. Like, yeah. you're gonna thank me later. Trust totally. me. Well, you guys, please remember to rate and subscribe. That way, we can keep doing this. We can keep spoiling books for you. <laughs> we can keep comparing them to the movies and the series and the shows. We we would really love for you guys to to do us this honor. Yeah, definitely. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.